Hosting for Your Tech Life, proudly provided by Web Central. Everything technology, from computers to mobile phones, TVs and the internet. Information you want, want all the help you need. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Episode 332. Hello and welcome. Thanks for your company. Bloody great to be here. You know what? Life is good. And I can firmly say after a couple of months of this whole just, you know, doing your own thing, working from home, business is good. It's really good. Can't say I can afford to do it forever, but I'm going to keep going for a while anyway. Um, this week on the show, i got to say, right off the bat, I've just spoken to, and I'll bring you this interview shortly, um, a 15-year-old who just makes me want to go, please, please, I hope my 15-year-old is that eloquent and and great at talking and open and honest and articulate and smart in five or six years from now when he turns that age. Um, I'm confident, but, you know, still holding out hope. Um, We will talk to James, who is about to embark on probably the trip of a lifetime as a 15-year-old with interests that he holds. And he would probably be the envy of many, many, many a 15-year-old uh, or frankly, many, many, many are 20, 30, 40 year old um, around the country um, right as we speak. I'll bring his story shortly. We're going to talk whatever you want to talk about. Frankly, we're going to talk everything. We're going to talk uh, Excel. We're going to talk Telstra. We're going to talk State of Origin. We're going to talk 4G. We're going to talk Facebook. We're going to talk drones. I'll bring it all into one somehow right here on Your Tech Life, episode 332. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Garmin, Satellite Navigation, GPS Technologies, LG's OLED TVs. Take the OLED Challenge today and the Alcatel Go Play shockproof, waterproof, dustproof smartphone that's available now at Big W, Australia Post and other such places. But without any further ado, let's just get cracking. It might sound crazy what I'm about to say. State of origin, folks. For those of you in the eastern states, state of origin. Um, it's on tomorrow night, if you listen to this on Tuesday when I record. Um, but I discovered a cool thing this week. Facebook is allowing you to create your own state of origin profile banner right in their own system. So you don't have to go to some crazy website to do it. It's all there built in. Now, I discovered this because one of my friends updated and it said, hey, do you want to try this as well? And I went, yeah, damn straight I do. And I took screenshots and I um, put it all over the internet. <laughs> um, but it turns out it's not just state of origin. It's um, it's quite a cool little thing. They call profile pic frames. Um, and you can go to the website, eftm.com.au. I've put all the info up you need to find your own profile pic frame. But if you're not into state of origin, New South Wales versus Queensland, let's say you're in the into the AFL, um, 
it's very easy. There's um, there's a link on the EFTM web page, um, and you can choose from almost anything. You've got A-League, AFL, Bundesliga, the Big Bash, um, Champions League, just cricket generally it says. Um, there's no Australian one it doesn't look like. Oh, you know, it's a baggy green. Look at that. Come on, Aussie. There's heaps of stuff. NBA. Uh, maybe I should uh, look up a Golden State Warriors thing here. Is that what they're called? The... The Golden State Warriors, the one, the people that got through today to the NBA Finals. Um, I don't know anything about it, so I could, you know, really struggle to find them here on the uh, on the list. But there are heaps. And so, what's cool? Oh, there we are, Golden State Warriors, Dub Nation. It says. Um, so, what's cool is it it becomes a temporary, if you wish. It can be one hour, one day, one week, or it can be there. Uh, you can actually set a custom time. That's new. Uh, it wasn't there a few days ago when I tried it. Um, you can set a custom time to end that profile pick. So this is a really cool thing because I think you'll find it come out with supporting causes. Um, you know, we had the um, you know the Paris attacks. There was a whole you know change your profile for Paris so kind of thing. Um, you'll be able to change your profile picture based on you know your feeling. Basically, it's a way of expressing a status uh, just through your profile pick. So um, highly recommend um, if you're into your sports. Um, especially state of origin right now. Check that out. I've put it up on the website. Uh, it is um, eftm.com.au, as you know. Sorry, I was just reading a text message. Very rude. Um, but yeah, that's available now if you want to get into it. So uh, check it out. I should say thank you to those that uh, tuned in on Sunday on 2UE. I did six hours on Sunday afternoon on 2UE from midday to six, and I'll be back again this weekend. Um, and then we've got a couple of weekends off, and then I'll be there for three weeks in a row. So plenty going on. So um, I'd love your support on the weekends. If you hear me on the radio, phone up, say good day. Let's talk about the topics I'm talking about. That's what it's all about, right? Uh, that's on uh, on two in Sydney uh, between midday and six pm. Your tech life with Trevor Long. Now Telstra had their woes. We talked about that last week, um, and they. They identified what the problem was. It was, um, and they. I went on a conference call with their senior executive uh, at the end of the week, and they explained that they were doing a software update to a DNS server, and that software update basically put the um, put the network off. What happened was the server uh, this update update didn't work, and then a large number of their modems have a very cool feature in it called a heartbeat. And what it does is it regularly checks the connection, and if the connection's in any way not great, it will. Reboot the modem. Great idea. The problem is the connection was not good for a second, but then it was okay, and these things just kept rebooting. Honestly, they just kept going. Now, about 370,000 people were affected over Thursday night, and then it turned into um, around 30,000 were affected into Friday and even 15,000 into the weekend. Nothing you can do now, folks. It's, It's finished. It's over. It's done. But... When asked how they would uh, compensate people, they they said there would be no data-free days because there was no appetite for that from customers they believed, and that um, the 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 idea would be to compensate people twenty five dollars. They call it an apology, and they had been already doing that. Now, when I published an article that said they were going to do that, so you should ring up. They said, "Whoa, whoa don't please don't make everyone ring us. Um, we're going to do it automatically." So they're automatically crediting people's accounts twenty five dollars. Now, I haven't confirmed, and I don't think I ever will, who's going to get that. Is it the 370,000 people or the 30,000 people? My guess, 30,000 people. That's about a million bucks they're going to have to pay out as compensation. 
Now, if you don't get the $25 and you were affected by the outage, I'd pick up the phone. I'd ring them up. I would ring them up and say, I was affected. This is how it affected me. What are you going to do for me? And they will credit you $25. I'm pretty confident. Um, so give it a whirl. Uh, you never know your luck in a, in a big city. <laughs> um, it, it could well be the thing that, uh, that gets you going. But anyway, 25 bucks is, is their, their compensation for people affected by the, uh, the MBN slash ADSL outage uh, about a week and a half ago now. And hey, if you're affected, I believe you are well within your rights to get some, um, some compensation. Anyway, we'll see what happens um, for you as a Telstra customer. If you have any problems, of course, get in touch and go to the website, eftm.com.au. And we do it all thanks to the good people at Alcatel. Their Go Play is the phone that goes where you go. Gone are the days of worrying about your phone getting wet from the hot tub to hot tub to the lake to the kitchen sink. Bring your phone along for the ride. This is a five-inch IPS HD display with an eight-megapixel rear camera, five-megapixel front camera running Android five, quad-core CPU, expandable memory, four gig on board. It's a cracker. It's a great little phone. Comes in a couple of colours as well. Um, comes from the great people at Alcatel, who are the number three seller of mobile phones in this country. So don't. Um, don't argue with that, people. And it's available at, at uh, Big W, $299. It is a great phone. Honestly, I used it for a while. I've got a couple more to play with again, and we'll shoot some videos off soon. But great phone for anyone, but certainly for people who are a bit clumsy or active. So $299 for a great little smartphone that is shockproof, waterproof, dustproof. Uh, check it out, and you can search for my review of the Alcatel Go Play at eftm.com.au or search for information on the Alcatel Go Play and it's available at Big W. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Episode 332. Thanks for listening. If you've got a question about technology, a problem with technology, or you just want to have a chat about technology in your life, just go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Kylie. Hi, Trevor. How are you doing? Very well. What can I do for you? Firstly, I want to say thank you for telling me about family sharing. My boys now have their cold chisel and their Led Zeppelin and all their other co- uh, Bob Seger music that they want. Mm. And you don't have to have it in yours if you don't want it. Although I love it. So oh, okay. they've got it, I've got it, and it works perfectly. Thank you so much for helping me. It is a cool thing, isn't it? It's amazing how many people don't know about family sharing on the iPods, iPhones, whatever they are. It is awesome. Yeah, they love good. it. I love it. It works perfectly. How old are the boys? They're nine and eight. Nine and eight, and they love their cold chisel, Bob Seger. Wow. Yeah, a bit of Led Zeppelin. They love it all. Where are they it's getting weird. that from? I mean, my kids love the BGs and John Farnham, so that's from me. Is, it, is yeah, this coming from Dad you? Yeah, plays it in the car you see on long trip. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then we also watch Duck Dynasty, and they've got the ZZ Top song. So. Ah, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, they love it. <laughs> it all comes together. So what's troubling you? Um, I have a problem with Excel. Right. Now, what I want to do is every week I get sent a file. Yep. Um, and it's an invoice for my husband's company. Yep. And I need to then put that into a PDF. But I can do that. I can import it into Excel. I can format it how I want it. Mm. I need to create a space for him to add things to. I can do all that, not a problem. But I need to be able to do that in a couple of clicks for him because... He's not very good on the computer. The point being, you're doing it for him every week. Uh, I don't want to do it for him every week. That's just the thing. (laughs) So I just need to create. um, I figured out how to import the data. Mm -hmm. I figured out how to format it 
and for him to import input his data that he needs to add in, mm-hmm. I figured out how to save it as a PDF. I know how to send it to whoever I need to send it to. Mm. But when I go in to do it again next week with different data, I have to go and do all the reformatting again. So how different is it each week? Completely different. Oh, okay. Right. Well, so in terms of... Um, is it a, is what sort of how does the data come? Is it just a is it a list? Yep, he gets sent it on email and it comes to him as a plain text document. Okay, and is it a list of things that are separated by commas? Is it? No, it is just a list of things that it has like an invoice number, a quantity, and the item of what it is on each line. Um, on each line. Mm-hmm. Now I can put it into Excel. I've tried putting it into Word, mm. but I find it very hard for him to add additional data in without mm-hmm. formatting getting pushed So my question place. about, is it, is, it, is it the same every week? Are they the same columns every week? Is it the same, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, exactly I, the same columns every right. week. It's just different lists of things, and it could be a longer list or a shorter list in any given week. Yes. And is he just adding his stuff to the right-hand side of it in another cell kind of thing? or? Yes. Right. I can add in an extra column and all he needs to do, like he needs to put a code there and it's a code between a, num- a number between one and seven. Yep. So, which I figured out how to do uh-huh. and I formatted it, I printed it off and it looked beautiful yep. and he's gone, yes, it's exactly what I want. And then you've got to do it again yeah, all over. Like okay, so um, have you heard of macros? I have, but I don't have They scare the bejesus knowledge. out of you? Right, yes. Yes, so, yes. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. You're in complex territory, okay? Yep. I find I love Microsoft Excel. I just think it's the most underrated program. I once did a um, uh, a timesheet when I was working at SBS. We had these really complicated rules about when people could work and how they could work, and I wanted a, a roster, and so I, people had to put in their start and finish times, and it would tell them whether there was a problem. It would tell them whether they get penalties and all this. Kind of, it was awesome because it would highlight. Oh, it was just so cool. And I did it all, it took ages, but I did it all with formulas um, and and protected cells and all these kind of things. The thing I've never really done a lot of, I'll be honest, is macros. But the concept of a macro is you you shouldn't be overwhelmed by because it's really a recording, okay? So a macro is a a recording of of, of a task that you want to automate. And I think what you've got are two tasks, right? The first one is formatting the document and the second one is saving and exporting as a pdf yeah if i can i I can export it and i can save it as a pdf i know how to do that yeah so i think what you need to do but but even that can be a macro so you can make it so it's one button or one keystroke for your husband when he's finished inputting his data and it just creates a pdf so think of a macro as as it can save you two steps or it can save you 200 the reason i asked how different it is each week is because that's like if you record something, it's going to replay that event and if it's different each time, it's, it's never going to work. But if yep. the concept is basically the same, i.e. please take all of these um, uh, columns and make them look this way and do this with these, then in theory, uh, that's, that's, that will work perfectly for you. The reason that's I said good. this is not going to be easy is because it's complicated. Macros yeah. are not actually made to be... Um, you know, recordings, they're made to be uh, shortcuts, they're made to be a, a way of stepping through a, a continuous process, which is exactly what you're doing. But yeah. you're going to, you're starting from scratch here, you're learning from scratch. But I've got to be honest, 
of all the times I've tried to learn something in Excel, especially with formulas and all that kind of stuff, I've always found the answer online. I reckon your best case is to start with Microsoft um, yep. and, and your, your search is Microsoft, macro record Excel. So you want to learn how to record macros in Excel. Um, and and I'd start with whatever Microsoft is saying, right? Because Microsoft obviously will have a, a post, a helping guide, things like that. But then yep. the best place on the planet I can I can remember off my memory is, is a guy, and I don't know if he still exists, I'm going to Google it right now, called Mr. Excel. Now, Mr. Excel is a great website, mrexcel.com. Um, he's probably found a way to monetize. I don't know where he's going to charge, whatever. But he's got books, he's got tips, he's got tricks, but he's also just got a whole bunch of uh, um, hints and tips. So just look, honestly, the internet is going to be your best friend because I think what you're doing is exactly the kind of thing that plenty of others are doing. And I yep. think you will need to, it's going to be trial and error. Let's be yeah, honest, cool. it's not going to happen overnight. But start with a simple, so critically don't, my advice, don't yeah. try and teach yourself the basics of macros with the challenge that you have, right? So forget so your husband's invoicing. Basic. Yeah, right? So go, well, what, what's, what's a task that is within that my husband's task? So what, how do I add column, um, resize, um, and, and save? It with yep. a press of a button. So learn how to do that. Learn what a macro can do and then expand upon that bit by bit until you get down, Pat, that task. All right, cool. All right. Thank you. I will certainly give it a go. I've given him a workaround for the next week. So yeah. I can, you know, give it a chance to figure out. So yeah. I'll, um, I'll certainly sit down when I've got a bit of time and try and work that out. Give it a give it a whirl. A macro could well be your best friend. I'm def- desperate to hear how it goes. So do keep me in the loop, okay? Will do. Thank you so much for your help, and I look forward to letting you know how I go, hopefully successfully. Good on you, Kylie. Thanks for getting in touch. Thanks, Trevor. Have a good night. Thank you. And you can get in touch as well. Just go to the website, eftm.com.au. Well, LG want you to take the OLED challenge. You can do that at major retailers now. LG OLED have the perfect blacks. Amazing, amazing picture quality starts with the deepest blacks. With an infinite contrast ratio, you'll see detail in the dark scenes in movies that LED LCD TVs just can't deliver. No other TV can beat the pure black of OLED. And then amazingly vivid vivid colours. Indulge in exquisite, nuanced colours that exceed the industry's sRGB coloured standard in wide colour gamut mode. When colour this spectacular leaps from a pure black backdrop, you'll know you're watching something very special. OLED is something special, and you can check it out now. Take the OLED challenge. Have a look at an LG OLED side-by-side with an LG LED TV just to see the difference in the technology. We're not talking brand versus brand. We're just talking about the technology of OLED, and you'll be very impressed. Uh, The LG OLEDs, check them out now at places like Harvey Norman. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. And for those customers who are saving big bucks right now on um, their mobile plans by going... uh, going all Kogan on us. Um, Kogan Mobile has uh, switched early to 4G. So you would have got a text message saying that uh, Kogan is now 4G, your plan is now 4G, and you can now see the little 4G symbol on your phone. So 4G is now live. Kogan now has um, a couple of great plans. They're, um, uh, they have multiple plans. I'm, I'm wondering why they only have the one Excel option in front of me here, but Prepaid plans. Here we go. One XL is sixteen ninety five. Three XL twenty nine ninety five, and their five XL is thirty six ninety five. 
That's a one gig, three gig, or five gig of data. Now, in their five gig of data plan, the thirty-six ninety-five, you'll now get seven gigs of bonus data, and in their fifty-dollar plan, you'll now get twelve gig, unlimited calls, unlimited text, four G Vodafone network. Honestly, it's um, it's pretty bloody good. So I've I've quite enjoyed seeing the the switch to that. It hasn't been as hasn't been as uh, I guess immediate as the the original Kogan. So a lot of people still hesitant. But remember, this is not a a reseller option. This is more like a partnership with Vodafone. So if you're a Kogan customer, I'd be interested to know. I want to know whether you've noticed a difference, to be honest, because I don't know that I really care about the difference between 3G and 4G unless I'm uploading and downloading content. Um, so, yeah, I'd be, I'd be really interested to see whether or not you think there's a difference with, um, with having the 3G and the 4G. Um, what's the difference for you as a user? I'd be interested. That's a question to everyone. But anyway, if you are a Kogan customer, you will now get 4G. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your Tech tech Life with Trevor Long. Well, Apple's big worldwide developers conference is just a couple of weeks away. It's on uh, around the 13th of June off the top of my head. Uh, I'll be over there in San Francisco flying out on the on the Saturday, spend a few days in San Fran, see the uh, the keynote from Tim Cook, and then uh, hopefully actually try and understand what WWDC means to developers because that's what it's all about. It's about developers learning from Apple, understanding the t- tips and tricks, and actually getting to speak to Apple engineers. It's a hotly contested ticket. They don't just let anyone in. You've got to get kind of through a ballot um, because lots and lots of people want to go there because developing is one of the biggest industries of today. Now, it's quite interesting because I um, was having a conversation with the the good folk at Apple a few couple of weeks ago about the kind of stories that come out of a, an event like this. Uh, it's actually my first time at WWDC, apart from having been to a, a bunch of Apple keynote events before. I've never gone to WWDC because it's not quite the same. There's no guaranteed device announcement. So from a news perspective, a bit harder for me to get the Today Show interested in people like that. But we were talking about story ideas, and they were talking about a, a scholarship program that they run where um, Australian students uh, once have won scholarships to go over to to the WWDC and and actually you know take part and hopefully begin their their lives as proper developers. Well, literally that day, I got an email from a bloke called Paul Dale in Melbourne, and he says, "Hi Trevor, my son James recently participated in the Apple WWDC scholarship program and successfully won himself a scholarship." At age 15, his story is amazing, and the journey he's taken will have you mesmerised. Well, James is on the line. G'day, James. Hi, how are you? Mate, I'm really well. You're 15, right? Correct, yeah. So, what about this? You are off to San Francisco. Have you been there before? Um, I have, actually, um, and I'm uber excited to go back there again. So, what? Um, what? let's go back to the start here. When did you f- first start tinkering with what uh, is commonly known as coding in schools? Um, well... I actually, it was a very long time ago. Um, I remember my parents bought um, our first iMac in 2007. Yep. And ever since then, I guess I was inspired um, just by everything. And I knew that like they could change the world. Um, and so at a very young age, I guess I was interested in it. And even before then, um, you know, I'd always be at my, like, my local library reading up on it and stuff like that. And um, yeah, I was just very interested in, um, in how everything worked. And I, I could see the effects from a very young age at how it could change the world. What does um, coding mean to someone who, so 2007, that's nine, so you're, what are you, nine, eight, nine years old? Um, what, I would have been um, even about, yeah, six, seven years old. So what does coding mean at that age? Is it as simple as, so I can remember my first Commodore 64, 
And um, don't worry, mate. You won't even understand. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, that's that's crazy to think about in these computing days. But I can remember the basic programming language and and learning the basics of you know if and then then and then else and and all these concepts of getting something to do something as a result of other things. So an input would would create this output and or, uh, as you go along. What does coding mean as a six year old? I see my kids playing around with. Um, I can't even remember the name of the website now, but Scratch, I think it is, and they're mucking around with things. What does it look like? What does coding look like to a six, seven, eight-year-old? I guess um, seeing the result was like just amazing um, as far as like you know being able to create something that really had no initial um, cost or um, other factors involved that were preventing you from doing anything. Like You could create endless possibilities, and I guess that was really like the big wow, like, you know, look, I've created this and, you know, it didn't take an awful, um, like, a lot of mental work or anything to do it. And I guess that was what really amazed me. So what language did you first code in? Um, I believe it was HTML. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah. And and what has that grown into now? As a 15-year-old, over time, you've continued dabbling. What is your um, what is your primary coding language today? Um, I'd say today probably um, Swift. Um, is probably my primary coding language, uh, primarily for oh, iOS devices. Yep. Um, yeah, and I'm very much interested in looking at how the language develops and um, what will become of it. And what have you built? What have you developed? Um, I've developed apps for um, uh, large food chains, uh, family friends. Um, last year we did a, a project at school. It was a social justice project, and me and um, a group of friends pulled together and um, they come up with the content and I created the app and the back end and everything. Um, it was an anti-bullying project. So, um, yeah, I guess I've worked on um, a few things as well and not just things in Swift, but I've also worked on websites and um, other things as well. So, yeah, it all very much interests me. And, and it's obviously a key focus for you. How does the education department, how does school life support you as someone who's interested in this? Because, you know, if I was in, put it this way, in year 11 and 12, when I was interested, this is year 11 and 12, when I was interested in computers, there wasn't a class I could take. I, I actually used to commandeer the, the single laptop that was available and just muck around in it to take an elective because no one else in my school was doing it. How are you supported at school with, uh, with your desires to code and develop? Um, well, at school, um, we because it's a campus of schools, um, we actually run IT classes, and so I participate in a Certificate three um, Information Technology um, at one of the other campuses every Wednesday. So um, that's always very fun, and, you know, like we get to go there, and um, in Year 11 and 12 as well, we get classes. Um, and so I guess even in primary school, they always um, we've always had, like, some form of an IT class that... Um, I guess which is really interesting and kept me interested and um, even outside of school influences as well, they always kept me interested. So, yeah. So I had not heard that Apple ran a scholarship program. I don't even know whether this is the first year, but I'm assuming it's not. Where did you hear about Apple running a scholarship program for WWDC? Um, well, I've always been interested in, um, in WWDC um, ever since I could remember. And um, I guess, yeah, like when... Um, when I, I was getting more interested in, um, like, you know, iOS app development and stuff like that. And I, I come across, um, I think it was the website, I come across one of the pages um, for a WWDC scholarship. I was like, wow, like, you know, I have to try this. I have to, you know, I have to, like, see myself at least try this and yep. try my hardest at it. So, yeah. So what did you have to do? What's the process? 
Um, well, the process um, generally for the previous years was you had to develop an app. Um, and this year it was an app and write an essay, um, which then gets reviewed by, uh, I'm assuming, a panel of judges. And then um, they, you know, they tell you whether or you're successful or not. So, yeah. Wow. And then what, what, what was the process? Did you get an email, a phone call? Um, an email, yeah. That must have blown your mind. It did, yeah. I remember I was I was at school when I when I actually got the email and um, I was waiting for it and you know it didn't come through straight away. So I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, what does that mean? And then it comes through like a few minutes after, and I was just like wrapped and we had a mini celebration in class. So that was awesome. <laughs> oh, you know what? You know how when Apple has their their non WWDC events, they send out an invite. You know, it's always. Uh, fun, funny looking. It's coded weirdly. It's not, you know, it's a, it's not a very clear message about what they're announcing when they're announcing their iPhone and things like that. Have you seen those invites that appear on the Verge and those kind of places? Yeah. So I, I, I'm not going to even suggest that the feeling was the same, but I remember getting my first invite uh, in 2012 to an event, and I was like, I got this email, and I was like, Hang on, is this meant for me? And <laughs> and because that's the thing, this is the biggest company in the world, and they're inviting you somewhere, so. Yeah. I mean, what, what? How does it work? Who do you, you can't go on your own? You're 15. Who who goes with you? Um, well, my parents are coming along with me as well, so that's going to be fun for you know for them to be able to um, like experience it with me um, and experience me going there. So um, I'm wrapped for it as well. That is, and I guess awesome. they're wrapped for it as well. So yeah, that's just even more awesome. So was it the social justice anti-bullying app that you submitted to the Apple for the for the entry? Um, this year I created another app, which was a, um, continuing along the lines of what the previous years, um, what they were looking for in the previous years, which was a, a resume app. So an app about myself. Mm. And, um, I tried to use as many Apple technologies as I could within the app and display them creatively and kind of like blend them all together. So, um, so yeah, that was pretty much very interesting. And I wrote about some of my other projects in there and stuff like that. So, yeah. So it was a specific app that not, we'll never see the light of day. It was designed specifically for the judges to see, basically. Correct, yeah. Wow. So just go back. Tell me about the, the anti-bullying app. So is that basically an info pack style thing? Is that a, an app that takes you through quizzes? I mean, how does, how does that work? And that, that's, I mean, that's an unbelievable thing for a, a young fellow like you to be developing. Um, well, yeah, it actually was like a quiz app. So um, we had a full system where, um, you know, teachers could sign up and create um, bulk accounts for students and stuff like that. And um, they could create accounts um, and then the students could sign in and it put them in scenarios. Um, so, you know, it could be within the workplace or at school or something like that. And it would throw them into a situation and they'd have to choose out of three options um, what in particular they would, um, like what they would choose in that scenario. And then mm. based on what response they chose, like, you know, we'd say um, whether or not that was the correct thing to do or perhaps they might have, um, you know, looked at it from a different angle mm. or um, it was really challenging their thinking as well. So, um, yeah, that was, that was pretty awesome. I am blown away on many levels here. Um, firstly, I hope that my my nine-year-old speaks as eloquently and, and positively as you do when he's 15. Um, secondly, what an amazing opportunity that is before you. What, what, what do you hope to get out of WWDC? Um, I guess meeting like-minded people is probably the big thing for me. Like, um, you know, I find it very interesting to, um, especially too, because it's not just like limited to Australia. Like it's, it's a global thing. So meeting like-minded people and, um, you know, being there with the Apple engineers and experiencing the whole event, like um, I probably couldn't narrow it down to a specific thing, but mm. I guess that would probably be the big thing for me, meeting like-minded people. And is it safe to say that um, post high school, you don't plan on becoming a doctor? You plan on becoming an 
engineer of some description, computer engineer, designer, programmer. There's the, that's ahead of you, obviously. Correct. Yeah. Uh, is there is there a dream job? Like if if you were graduating today, where would you love to work? Other than obviously be your own millionaire startup and things, but is there is there a company that inspires you in terms of uh, you know the kind of place you'd like to work? Oh, definitely, without doubt, I'd have to say Apple is the most enriching company for me. It always has been, um, and yeah, they've always been. Like, Imagine you know, getting to work on iOS. Yeah, I reckon that'd just be like really awesome. That'd be the core, wouldn't it? That'd be the the holy grail. Yeah. What an unbelievable experience that is uh, ahead of you, not just over the next few weeks at WWDC, but in life. Uh, I think you're setting yourself very up very well for that, James. Uh, good on you. Good luck. And, mate, I hope, hopefully I'll get to see you over there in San Francisco. Definitely. Cool. Thank you very much. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Now, if you follow me on Facebook, and I hope you do, uh, just go to facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long or trevorlong.com or, I don't know, just search for Trevor Long. It should be that hard to find me. Um, I um, I do that every now and then. I do a little Facebook Live. I certainly share a few things here and there. But um, I was able this week to broadcast live from my drone. Now, you remember about a month ago, maybe a few weeks, in fact. Um, well, let's check. What is it? Episode 332 now. Let's go through the rundowns, which are highly technical and uh, listed here with my own handwriting. <laughs> um, they're not very technical at all, are they? Oh, it's actually a fair few weeks ago. Either that or I didn't mention it here on the podcast. Oh, well, you'll have to forgive me. Sorry about that, folks. Anyway, Periscope. Twitter's own Periscope allowed you to live broadcast from your drone. And my complaint about that was that it didn't allow you to control your drone using the drone software. You could only control your drone through the Periscope app, which meant I can't see how much battery is left on my device. I can't see where it's tracking. I can't see its height and none of that stuff. Facebook Live is now available as a streaming option from the DJI app. On the Phantom, by the way, I'm getting a Phantom 4 in the next two days. I cannot wait to give it a fly. Um, we have to find somewhere big and open to fly it so we can try the tracking. Uh, Rob, I know you're listening. Let's make it happen. Um, the The difference here is if you've got a Phantom drone, you'll know that you can YouTube live stream, which is very complicated to set up. But this one, just one tap on Facebook, you log, log in with your account, and then you can Facebook to your private account or to a page that you have. It's very cool. And the comments, the number of people watching live and the comments appear directly on the page that you would normally fly with. It is exceptional. You are going to see some cool um, Facebook Live coming over the next little while as people embrace the drones, they use the drones, and, yeah, really, really enjoy um, the, the concept of live streaming some magnificent stuff. So might do a bit of that myself over the uh, weeks and months ahead. I'll come up with some ideas of where to do it, but... Yeah, very cool stuff from Facebook and DJI working together. And really, as I've said on my article on EFTM, proving to Twitter how this kind of thing should be done because Twitter and Periscope just didn't do it well. And I think this is a, a great um, a great way to execute what is um, a very simple uh, challenge. Um, yeah, so hello. Make it happen, folks. Anyway, you're listening to Your Tech Life. Now, I was stoked to see the uh, the Vivo Move launching in Australia or being announced by Garmin in Australia. This is the this is the watch. It's an analog watch with activity tracking in it. So you're not wasting battery on watch, right? It's a normal watch, but in the side, inside the face, are little indicator bars of how your movement's going and battery and all those kind of things. So whether you take your steps with the three-inch heels or three-piece suits, the Vivo Move watch gives you the luxury of all-day activity tracking 
without losing style. The elegant timepiece tracks your steps, monitors your sleep too, and with an impressive battery that powers your watch for up to a year, the Vivo Move is ready to go wherever you are. So it's all there in a normal-looking watch, folks. It's not a fitness band. It's just a watch, and it looks like a watch. Uh, check it out. Uh, all the details are at garmin.com.au. Thank you for listening. Uh, jump on the website if you want to get in touch. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. G'day, Nicholas. G'day, mate. What can I do for you, buddy? Yeah, just been in my frustration with Telstra. Um, we've had problems with Telstra probably going back six to ten months, I feel. Six to ten we're months? Yeah, mate. It's um, it's just one drama after another. We live in, in Balkan Hills, Castle Hill, in the Hills area. Yep. So we've got ADSL, which is about ten megs speed. Not, it's not fast. But it's consistent. Yep. It was supposed to be consistent. Mm. And um, every time we try and log on, the modem it reboots itself a lot. We've got a, what would it be, a TG799, which we paid an extra $220 for. Right. That's the, the modem, is it? That's the modem. It's Telstra's own modem. And um, it just keeps rebooting all the time. They've replaced it, I reckon, four times. They've replaced the modem four times? Four times. And they keep telling us, and they've had about five technicians come out here and they get telling us, you know, it's the modem, the technician comes out and says, it's the infrastructure. I ring Telstra, gets frustrating after a while. And then, and then last week, um, I think that was, uh, that was, <laughs> that was the end of the story for us for Telstra. Was that we only got reconnected on Friday, and mm-hmm. that's because I did it myself. I reset the modem myself. You did a factory reset. No, did a factory reset and reset myself. And so, as of today, what, 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 what? I mean, apart from the obvious ongoing long-term pain-in-the-bum dramas, yeah, yeah, yeah. what's your internet situation today at home? It's um, At the moment, it's doing two megs speed. Okay, so your frustration today is speed. It's, is it still speed dropping today. out at all? It's still dropping out, yeah. It drops out. Um, my wife couldn't even... Um, she works in the education department. She couldn't even get online to scan some prints because it just says no connection found on the printer. Are you on a Telstra mobile as well? Because it's not the best line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's my other issue. It drops completely. <laughs> we've got all these mobiles. We're paying a, we are paying a lot. Like, you know, like kids want the top top of the range gear, you know. They want this and they want that. They, How old are the kids? The thing. How old are the so, kids, mate? We've got we've got a few. So we've got one's um, three and one's four and one's five. Mm. And they and the mate wants what's, you know, my mate's got this in my mate, so I want an iPhone 6S Plus and I want the iPad Pro. And Hang on, your, yeah, your five-year-old has an iPhone 6S Plus? Yeah. Jeez. But they, they, they Don't tell born. my bloody five-year-old. <laughs> when, and, and, and all I want to do is watch Dan. <laughs> wow. Okay, so, uh, wow. Have you um, excluded everyone else from the network and then done a speed test from the modem itself? Yes, I've done that. Um, mm. Not much better. It's like two points, I think. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't go out like I've, I've kicked everybody off. And, and that was the idea of the TG799 because you can have it's dual band. So you can basically have people on, on um, 2.4 gigahertz and 5 gigahertz speed, right? So you can... Yeah. And also... And, and the, the mobile around here is just um, the mobile... <laughs> so have you tried another provider? Have you rung anyone else? I have rung um, a few people. Um, yep. I've rung IINet. I've rung um, 
TPG. So that's that's what I've been doing this week, ringing around, yeah. um, getting some ideas of what. But the, the thing I always get told, Telstra owns the lines around here. It always uh, comes back to that. Well, they do, but I'd be interested to know whether... Uh, so Ionet don't have um, uh, your exchange covered? Because often Ionet are the people that might have uh, uh, equ- equipment at the exchange. Yeah, I contact them. Um, they've got their own infrastructure here. Optus do not. They they resell through Telstra. Mm. Um, TPG have their own infrastructure. We've actually got a good friend of ours and um, very close friend of mine. He works at Telstra. He's a software developer. He lives down the road and he's on TPG. <laughs> so, well, mate, I mean, isn't that the answer then? Just switch. I mean, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? It's but what about you? With your, and, and have you tried anyone else for mobile or you're on contracts? We're on contracts. Um, uh. We... Um, we buy the mobiles outright. We get at Apple store. We buy them. Yep. So we don't. I don't, I don't have no interest in buying a mobile from Telstra. So yeah. In the process of um going down that um that path to say, hey, you're not providing a service here. Yeah. But get, get us out the contract, and we're going to get them across to. So probably... uh, so you you so you're not on a contract for the for the mobile plans. We're on a contract for the 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 cool. mobile. Yeah, like you call allowance. And Why are you on a contract if you own the phones outright? Well, it's just what my wife said at the time. Well, we need to talk to your wife, mate. That's um, defeats the purpose of buying the phone outright, you know. That's right. So we went in Apple. We bought, you know, and they're not cheap. Uh, no, um, no, not cheap. I tell you, it's and and then probably what September comes around, Dad, I want a new phone. Well, you know, there is there is the possibility you need to learn to say no to those kids just quietly too, Nick. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's easier than done because they got a mum. <laughs> but it's um. You know, it's it's what it is. So we uh, so and we've been with Telstra probably fifteen, sixteen years. And let me tell you, that's the number one thing you should forget about, because mm. loyalty doesn't pay. Oh no, not no. We've, we've had enough of Telstra. Like, and then we um. So I complained about the service right with the internet, and all they said to me, all they offered me was thirty percent refund on our contract for the internet. Mm. And I said, "What's that? Six hundred dollars? Something? What do you do? What's they going to do? Mm. How's they going? How's they going to give us internet? Mm. Not." And you know, you need you to know. you need to prepare for the fact that even though TPG might provide a reliable service, it might not be any faster. Um, mm. And looking at the NBN website, you're due for construction of uh, the NBN in um, second half of 2017. Interesting though, do you not have cable in your area? Not where we are, no. Wow. Not in our part, and um, people across the street do. <laughs> So it's, across um, the street it, has cable. Yeah, they've got one. Of the guy, I went across there last week, and I said to him, "What internet do you have?" And he's got cable through Telstra. Have you checked your address with cable? Yeah, have done that. And How's the other stuff? I don't understand. The cable is hanging on the wires. They've just got to run it over the road. So I need to look. In, and I rang up Telstra and asked him if we've got cable, and he said no. So I need to go back and talk to that guy. Maybe he was misinformed, or he's not quite. Well, it's, the reason I asked that is because the NBN. Um, has slated your area for HFC, which is cable. That's um, right, yeah. Now that means that if there's cable somewhere near you, they're gonna they're gonna run the cable further. But if there's cable already with you, they'll run the NBN through that cable. So All I'd right. be interested to know where the cable is in your area. It must be somewhere. And the best way to tri- triple check confirm if you've got cable is to ring mm. Foxtel. <laughs> <laughs> Foxtel, that's. Oh, are they still around, are they? Don't don't sign up. Just ring them up and say, yeah. I just want to know, can I get Foxtel cable? I do not want satellite. I want to know if I can right. get Foxtel cable. In fact, their website. I know 
here's what I did. When I was when we were buying our house a couple of years ago, um, yeah. I refused to look at any home that didn't have cable. Simple as that, because there was no way I was going to consider it because I'd, I'd already had cable. I wasn't going backwards. So what I would do, um, if you haven't already done it, is go to the Big Pond um, cable. I search, I just search Big Pond cable availability, and they've got a website called Big Pond Broadband Internet Availability Checker. And you type in your exact address, right? Um, right. So I'm just doing mine now. I won't say it on the air. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then... Uh, postcode, and then I go check availability, and it, right. and it and it actually goes to a database because it says is this your like it actually shows you the specific address. You confirm your address, and then it says, after a bit of thinking, it says NBN broadband X not available. ADSL question mark cable tick. So right. like it literally, like it shows me to the address whether or not I can get cable. So just do a double check tonight, because even though you hate Telstra. Big Pond Cable is the best internet you can get today if you do not have an MBN in your area. Right. Okay. I might, I might um, speak to the wife and I'll make a few inquiries about that because with um, with our internet situation, like uh, we we need we need a stable connection, Trevor. We just can't have. Like I'm also going to uni as well, so mm. I can't. You know, I need to speak to people via you know, Skype and so forth. Yeah. Well, mate, do the, do the cable availability check because you be if you can get that, mate, sign up. That Listen, if you can get that, that $600 credit would go very well towards any sign-up costs or whatever for the for the cable internet. I agreed. And for people listening, I would get off Telstra. There mate. you go. They are sinking, I tell you. It is a weird feeling, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I have no gripes against them as individuals or what, but I just feel like something's wrong. I don't know. They just infrastructure. And as a good friend, he's a software developer. He um, travels between Sydney and Melbourne. To me, to, I'm not going to mention that, but he said to um, change. Mm-hmm. And, All right. Well, Telstra is giving us our own signal to end the conversation by ruining the phone line. So <laughs> thank you, Nick. Good All luck. Right. Enjoy your uh, switching or, or cable checking, whatever it is, mate. Good All luck. Right. All right. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Nick. Good on you, mate. Uh, there's Nicholas out of Borkham Hills in Sydney's uh, northwest. Not happy with that uh, that internet that he's getting. That's a wrap. Not for any other reason than it's actually early, but I've got to get up at ungodly o'clock um, to talk on the Today Show about social media usage statistics, which I can't tell you about now because they're under embargo, but we might tell you about them next week, and you'll certainly see them on the Today Show tomorrow morning. At about 6.20, you can uh, view that on 9Now, the app or the website. If you miss it because you're not up that early or you haven't actually downloaded the podcast before then, uh, Your Tech Life, you can go to the website, eftm.com.au. If you want to get in touch, say good day, have a chat about anything technology in your life. And, of course, I'd love for you to share the show uh, with your friends. So tell your friends about it. It won't harm you, right? It doesn't hurt, it doesn't hurt to tell people. Um, and then more people enjoy it. Thank you. Uh, Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Let's do it all again next week. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long.